Co-op mode, round 42. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by my co-host extraordinaire, the Canardian, Mark Herbin. How are you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm excited to be back talking about some video games. How are you? Good. You know, it's been, wow, it seems like it's been longer than normal that we've actually... Recorded an episode together. Last mm-hmm. episode we did together was the uh, Xbox event. We had a gap there. You had took some time off, which mm-hmm. well deserved. You know, you got a baby. They add on 10 years <laughs> to your life. Uh, and uh, then I released the roundtable with, uh, mm-hmm. with the, um, the Last of Us Part 2 with, you know, some great guys. It was really fun to do that, and I'm glad we could do it. And eventually, Mark, uh, I, unless you don't care about being spoiled, obviously, give it a listen. But if you, you know, if you are uh, going to play, uh, hold it in your back pocket. But um, I hope folks gave it a listen. Um, even my one friend who doesn't play those games listened to it, and he actually enjoyed it a lot. I okay, so I I did actually add it to my listening queue. Okay, um, I'm, I did fall a little bit behind while I was on vacation. I didn't listen to as many podcasts as I hoped to, and and caught up to everything. So I'm a little behind. So I have a big queue kind of ready to go, and I did add it tentatively on there, and I'm going to listen to a bit because generally I don't mind spoilers for for most things, and and the Last of Us take away my gamer card or whatever, but it's not a property that I really care about. Mm -hmm. Um, I can appreciate it for what it is, but as far as like, I'm not going to say it's my favorite franchise or favorite game or anything like that. So honestly, I, at this point, I don't know if and when I'll play the sequel. So I'm, I, I want to give this a listen because I love the crew that you got on there. And, uh, and I kind of want to hear a little bit about it because honestly for, for this game, spoilers might help either entice me or solidify that I don't want to play it. So I'm, I'm planning on, on listening to it. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I think I will give everyone uh, credit for bringing something forward. And it's funny. Um, we didn't actually talk about the gameplay until like the last 10 minutes, which is funny because <laughs> we are so engrossed in everything else, but at least at the beginning you can listen spoiler free, just our, our relationship with the franchise as a whole. Mm. So at least gives you a tenor okay. of how we're going to discuss and move forward. So, but enough cool. about that. Uh, it's there if you want it. And hopefully we will do more of these in the future. Mark, if you have one in mind that you would like to do where you want to go deeper on a game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe a game when we do, when you and I finally align on where we're going to play uh, Hellblade. <laughs> That would be something yeah, I think we could yeah. do there as well. So I think doing one-offs, uh, deeper dives, or even if you just want to do, uh, you know, go deep on a game when, you know, we don't have a ton of time to do that because we kind of just touch on it. Uh, kind of yeah. like what we're going to do now with um, Press Start to Play. So, Mark, you've been playing some games, same game as my son has been playing. Yeah, Grounded. Uh, is that I'm guessing that's the one Logan's been uh, the messing with a little bit. Yeah, so Grounded launched in early access on xbox game pass so this is not the full game but it will give you a taste of what's to come i suppose so i messed with this game for a little bit i wasn't 100 percent sure what to expect but i love the honey i shrunk the Fortnite look <laughs> and aesthetic of this and uh, when i say that most people are like go oh, Fortnite's crap or they're saying like what this isn't a battle royale uh, what i'm referring to is save the world mode where you do build up a base. And that's kind of how Fortnite was first pitched is you build up this base and you're defending it and you're doing all the stuff against the zombie horde that's coming in through the storm. 
So that is the Fortnite I'm referring to here. So Honey, I Shrunk the Fortnite. That is kind of the the crux of this game. And I love how uh, you just, without without spoiling too much, but you just get dropped into this world. You pick one of your, you pick one of the characters that they give you. And uh, I think the characters actually do kind of react a little differently because I've been hearing some other people say, oh, I picked this character and she's, reacting like this and I, I picked this and whatever. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool to just be dropped in this and, and have to kind of figure it out along with your character of how did I get here? Where am I? What's going on? Is this a dream? What, you know, uh, what do I do now? And, and figure things out as they go and, and find different objects and different bad guys. And the spiders are freaking terrifying. Uh, this is, this is really cool. I can't wait to see the full game and I can't wait to, uh, to play more of this one. So yeah, definitely. If you haven't checked out grounded, if you have game pass, check it out. It's cool. When does it leave early access? I don't know. Because, um, I know the story portion of it is very limited at first. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, here's a mission, here's a story, and there'll be more to come back and play. So that's where I want to go for it because I'm really story driven versus I get, I would get caught up. I wouldn't get caught up in like the base building and things like that. But right. once they do, uh, really bring out the story mode, I will, I will definitely give it a try. It looks, it looks ridiculously cute. Mm-hmm. It looks good though not like you know goofy and yeah my my son logan's like oh my god ants are horrible and you know <laughs> ladybugs have a billion you know you can ride on them which is fun so he enjoyed it quite a bit too so i one one thing i will say uh i, I learned the hard way is when you're in a pause menu the game doesn't pause oh really yeah fully like online shared world yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I was trying to figure out how to do something and how to craft something. Actually, I went into this like dark tunnel and I had to try to, it was like, Hey, if you craft a torch, you can see in the dark. So I was like, I'll craft a torch. Cause at that Absolutely. point I had been able to craft a few things. I made a few weapons. I made a little, um, tent lean kind of thing. Um, and so I just and and I anything else that I had crafted I was not near enemies when I crafted things and in slightly my defense I wasn't I didn't think I was near an enemy when I went in to try to craft the torch and then uh, I got a little distracted by I forget if it was uh, my wife or the baby or someone was was doing something and I, I kind of looked away but I, I was like yeah I'm in a pause menu I'm just gonna craft something and then all of a sudden it was you have died you'll restart and it was like, Oh, well, Thanks. okay, great. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for that. So uh, I did have to put the game down for a second there. Cause it was just like one of those, like, just tell me that <laughs> you know, like, I, I appreciate being able to go through the world and discover things as you go. And the tutorial is actually playing the game. I, I, I enjoy that aspect of that, this game, but when it's something that, gets you killed like that it's like mm, just just tell me just tell me because that's going to frustrate me luckily i had saved uh fairly close to where i died so it wasn't a massive loss or anything but really because you you save kind of when you sleep and you can only kind of sleep you know at certain points so i i yeah if it 
if it had have messed up or restarted me, it was at the very end of the day and I lost all my progress. I probably wouldn't pick this game back up, but yeah. uh, luckily I didn't lose too much. So it was just kind of like, turn it off, go back to my little Zenness, and get rid of the rage. And then let's, let's pick it back up and go again. So, uh, but yeah, definitely try out grounded and just remember that crafting does not pause the game. Nice. Oh, that's like, uh, well, don't want to give a spoiler, but the same thing happens in last of us part two. Didn't realize it because you don't expect in that type of game. So just right. if you do play it, be prepared because yep. everybody talks about that like, yeah, crap. So, <laughs> oh, well, um, uh, game I've been playing. I, I just got done playing it before we were on um, Paper Mario Origami King. Um, Logan has been playing this game. So he said, hey, daddy, going to try it. I'm like, sure, I'll give it a try. I want to experience it. I really haven't had much to play personally on Switch this year. So I'm like, you know what? This might be my jam. We'll give it mm-hmm. a try. Um, this game is uber charming. Super cute. Very witty and very well written. I mean, they just use puns like you wouldn't believe it. It's a dad joke, uh, you know, extravaganza. So mm. enjoy that. Uh, so it's full of that. Um the the game is beautiful. I, I love all the paper aesthetic. Um, they have this one big enemy who looks like he looks like kind of a they call him something else, but it's basically a paper mache. It's almost like you think of how you make a paper mache like uh, you've probably done it before. You take a balloon, put the paper mache on. It has that type of look to it and it's kind of falling apart. So I like how they did that as well. Hmm. Um, and they just there's hidden things all over the world. Um, it's very fun, but I mean, the, 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 basically it's, it's a fresh take on the paper Mario saga. Uh, this is all about our origami. You've got this origami King who basically, uh, transforms all of the, the denizens of the mushroom kingdom in almost like these zombie characters mm. that are, uh, look like they've been folded. So that's a big part of it. So you have to find uh, a myriad of toads. Uh, and then, uh, as you battle, um, you basically, uh, it's this weird turn-based, uh, ring-based combat system. I've heard the bosses are different and more engaging, but for at least for this, anytime you uh, encounter the um, enemies, it's turn-based, but the enemies are on a wheel and they have four segments, and you essentially have to line up the enemies. If you do it perfectly, it says you did it perfectly. You get 1.5 times the damage uh, when you inflict them upon the enemies. Uh, currently, I have boots, so jumping on people, mm-hmm. or I have a hammer. So boots are good when you have enemies lined up in a row and you can time your jumps to do more damage. Typically, you kill them all with one hit. So right. you don't have to worry okay. about them coming back and surviving. Sometimes they don't, though. So that's something I was surprised. Uh, hmm. And then the hammer is area of effect. So you get four, uh, two side by side. Uh, then you can turn. So if the, the enemies are out of sequence, you line them up. So they you try to get them. Uh, so basically you get one where you just turn the dial sideways. You line them up. You can attack. Uh, if you don't get them perfect, then essentially that gives the enemies uh, essentially more time to attack you back. Um, what I didn't realize, it's timed, so you have 30 seconds to make all your moves, oh, but wow. I also didn't realize you were limited in turns. So, like, wow. you, you get 30 seconds in only two sets, and I keep screwing it up because I'm like, am I set? Nope, I, crap, I only have two turns. So you you do have to get it right. So I don't mind either or. I don't like mm. both. You know? Right. Because right, it, yeah. it, it hurries you, and I don't know if that's the whole thing to make it more difficult, but I don't like that. I'd rather have it timed. 
and do as many moves as you want or as uh, or no timer and take as long as you want. But you have four turns. Are there difficulty settings at all? Like, or is that just the game? I, ha- kind I of think thing? that's how I, I don't know. I'd have to look, but right. um, that's what's screwing me up right now. And um, you ha- do get power ups. I don't think you can use like healing power ups within the match. Mm. So essentially you could die, which I did die in my last game. And I just gave up at that point. Um, but that's where it does get difficulty. There's um, uh, phases or waves, whatever you call it. So it's not always just one round. It could be multiple rounds in a given uh, event. So, And I died because there were those spiky Koopas or whatever they are. They have spikes on their backs. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't jump on them. Spikies. So I've got to figure out how to, to, to kill them. So unless right. it's just all hammer, then I'm I'll guessing, be limited. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and I'm assuming I will get more, um, uh, basically, uh, items to attack them. Mm. I also get, um, the, I also have a fire flower in my inventory. I just don't know when I can use it. Mm. So Cool. Yeah. And as you find toads across the world, you can add them, and they watch you in an audience. And if you pay them, they will come out and help you. They'll basically like, throw an attack <laughs> or something. So, and you're That's finding cool. toads, and eventually have a you'll have a full audience when you find all the toads. But yeah, I mean it's, I, I it's very charming. But the battle, uh, especially the battle, all you win is coins and maybe some power ups. There's no experience. So there's really no RPG elements to this. So, in a way, um, the battles aren't engaging me. And without experience, I don't know. I, I'm going to have a hard time to stay with this game. I do want to see what the boss battles are like and see if that makes it more engaging. But as of right now, um, I don't feel a motivation to battle. And that, right. to me, is a challenge because money is going to be used for something. But at this point, I don't know what. Mm. Um, but that's – so I can see why it got the scores that it did. It got like 7s, 7.5s, which yeah. means it's cute. It it's might good. be for you. It might not. It might not be for everybody. And at this point, I'm saying, unless something changes, uh, it will be definitely a game I'll put to the side. Right. That's kind of why I haven't picked it up yet. Because, like I said, I was going to pick a, this game up based on reviews from gamers whose opinions I usually align with. And so far, those opinions have been like, that's yeah, good. You know, yeah. if if this game goes on sale and Nintendo is notoriously bad for not putting their games on sale. But if this one eventually goes on sale, I might pick it up. But right now I'm, I'm not in a rush instead of been revisiting old games. But uh, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll talk about that in a second. I just want to make sure you're uh, that's all. Is that all you have with paper Mario? Yeah, I would say wait till Christmas. Maybe, maybe it'll be a good Christmas gift for someone to get you. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, Yeah. So like I said, I've been going back to some older games and uh, Splatoon 2 was one that I, I revisited while I was on vacation. I don't even really know why. I think it was uh, they're doing some Splatfest stuff. Uh, I had been playing Smash Brothers uh, a few weeks ago when Min Min came back out. And I started messing with the some of the characters that I felt like I hadn't played with enough. And uh, and the Inkling was was one of them. Um, I was also watching some videos on octopuses, like in real life videos <laughs> on octopuses, because they're super weird creatures and I love them. Uh, and that made me 
appreciate the octolings and then i read a thing about the octolings and how they supposed they were supposed to be a bigger part of the second game at first and then they kind of scrapped that at the last minute and saved them for the dlc and since i'm rambling i'm gonna get back and say yes platoon 2 i jumped in and uh and just kind of like messed around a little bit and just kind of uh, upgraded some gear and bought some new gear and played a couple of matches and just kind of really had fun going back and seeing what the community was still like in Splatoon 2. And lucky enough, it's still there. I still found a match pretty quickly. We still, uh, you know, I still had some fun with with some random people on the internet. And, uh, and I didn't suck, which was really encouraging coming back after all this time. Uh, I still, I was able to... Uh, to still do pretty well in my matches. So um, yeah, Splatoon. I, I, I don't know if I, I want to like keep playing that heavily or if I'll just kind of keep uh, playing Fortnite or whatever. But um, yeah, kind of cool that once in, every once in a while to go back to those old games and, and see if you still got it. Well, the good news is, we'll actually probably talk about this, uh, the fact that the game sold 10 million copies, I'm not sure how many it sold on uh, Wii U, um, it did get the DLC, and they, they keep adding, obviously, the, the, the system selling like gangbusters. That's mm-hmm. good for the life of a game, right? Because then it doesn't mean somebody is picking up Splatoon 2 for the first time every day. Yeah. So it does mean more people will join. So that's that's what's going to keep that game vibrant. Um, yeah, and and I I have a, a Splatoon two guide, uh, actually like two videos, I think one or two videos. Anyway, they're on YouTube and uh, they're under like my my Canadian uh, YouTube channel, which we used to be like the Warp Whistle YouTube channel that I really don't do anything with anymore. Yeah, it kind of still live. It's like a zombie. But it is it is it's still there and I mean yeah. some of the stuff is evergreen like these these Splatoon mm-hmm. guides and it it surprises the hell out of me because I will every month or so get a comment of, "Hey, thanks." Or this is awesome. Or how did you do that? Or can you explain better how you do? And it's like, dude, I haven't played this game in like a year. I don't remember exactly how I got those goggles. I'm sorry, but like, thanks for watching. Uh, and it's it's so weird to see, like you said, like each month is someone's first time playing Splatoon two, and it's like, man, I thought that game was kind of, you know, once the Splatfests ended, I thought it was kind of done, but uh, apparently not. People are still picking it up for the first time, and there's still a very active community. And uh, like I said, that video gets still for for a channel that I'm not promoting or doing anything with a, a decent amount of views every every month. So it's it's really weird. You know, and I think uh, if Splatoon 3 comes out, that's going to be the only game that gets Bobby Paul's off of Animal Crossing and into play something else. I think you're right at this point. I'd love to see them do a little bit more with the Splatoon franchise as well. I'd love to see them release like some action games, some proper platformers, that kind of yeah. stuff, rather than yeah. just uh, the battle games. I mean, I'd love, I think Splatoon 3 should be. Uh, Actually, I'd love them to do a, a free-to-play Splatoon, pay for the cosmetics like you do in other mm-hmm. games. But I think Splatoon 3 going free-to-play would be a really cool move for Nintendo. And, uh, you know, we get to see some interesting things there. But I'd love to see the Splatoon Wars game or something like that that, you know, brought you into the the Inkling versus Octoling War or, or something like that, you know, precursor games or whatever. I think that would be really cool. 
So Yeah, I think that's yeah. the game I always wanted it to be was more like the Destiny, the co-op mm-hmm. campaign, PvE, but it's it's cooperative. Uh, That'd be awesome. You have a boss battle or things like that. And they've tried some things, and it's, it's I think it's it's just still a focus on single-player campaign. I think mm-hmm. if they made a co-op, it would be a lot of fun. So, But that's yeah. where I stand with it. And, the, and the, the boss battles in Splatoon 2, like the story mode, were fantastic. Uh, when you got into the rhythm, because it's almost – especially the final boss battle is kind of like mm-hmm. rhythm game esque. Like you really need to be kind of bopping along with that music and paying attention to the cues. Um, I think they could do some really, really fun things with some platforming action. Like you said, cooperative, whatever it is. I think, uh, yeah, I think the Splatoon franchise really needs just, yeah, that, that extra little boost. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, one franchise that doesn't need anything to touch it, Mark, that is Garbage Pail Kids. I tell you, that franchise is alive and well and doing hot. Oh, my goodness. It's on fire. What is this? I saw this in the notes and I was like, is that a real thing? What is is this like the Weezer game that is 30 seconds long online or is this like a legit thing? No, this is more legit, but still uh, for anybody that is younger than ancient Todd garbage pail kids folks was a uh, pun on cabbage, pa- pa- cabbage patch kids. It was a set of cards with stickers and things back in the day by tops, I think. And it even had a movie. I think there was a cartoon and it was all about puns. There was terrible Todd. I think transformer Todd, you know, <laughs> it'd be like merciful, merciless, merciless Mark. And he'd like look like Ming the merciless. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> did you have garbage pail kids? Mark? I didn't. I was aware of them, but I think I was just a tiny bit too young. I think I just missed the boat on that one. But well, I, it, was, it was in that weird part where I was kind of like aware of what they were. So I'm not completely dumb on the subject, but I, I never, yeah, never collected. Well, fun fact, the kid that lived across the street from me, I would babysit him and he did what every parent hates. He took all the stickers and put them on his door and oh, you know, no. he couldn't come off. So, yeah, <laughs> but this I mean, Garberville kids, they weren't really ever a game in any mm. way that I remember. But this is basically turned into it's an iOS game um, and it's essentially you get cards and then you do battles and that's all it is. <laughs> you have text. You can, you know, it's, it's a lot like almost like, um, you know, the gears pop game. You, you, it's, it's not action based at all, but it is turn based. You have attacks, you level up your heroes and you run out of energy. Eventually they want you to spend money to upgrade your characters. It's all like that, but it's, it's so cute and fun because they do have animations. They're not great, but, and then they all have attacks and they play off. It's, it's fun. So Mark, if they have it there, look on the iOS store. I'm Garth looking games. at it right yeah. now. Like it's, it's just goofy. It's up on my yeah. phone. That's it's just, just fantastic. Goofy. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's a toilet game. That's all it is. But <laughs> I, I just got a kick out of it. It's nice to see the updated versions of the, the Garfield kids and, you know, some of the classics came back too. So, you know, if you have that memory, play wow. it. It's free. It's dumb and stupid, but it's the perfect game. That is awesome. I uh, I do love a good mindless iOS game, so that looks just fantastic. Um, the next game that I've been playing, of course, I'm always (laughs) dabbling in a little bit of Fortnite. It's been a while since I talked about Fortnite, but I figured I'd bring it up because they just added something very fun to the game, and that is vehicles. So we're nearing the end 
of season two. We've always had some sort of vehicle in yeah. Fortnite. There's, there's been the golf carts and hoverboards and planes. I loved the planes. Good Lord. Uh, this season we've had like helicopters. You could ride sharks, but they brought uh, cars and trucks to Fortnite, and they all handle differently. Like the driving mechanics are pretty solid. Uh, so there's big like 18 wheeler style Optimus Prime trucks. There's regular kind of like a pickup truck. Uh, there's taxis, regular sedans, and then there's like things that look and sound kind of like Mustangs and uh, and kind of muscle cars that way. So it's um, it is a fun addition, man. It, people are sour because if you get those people who you shoot once and they build a five star hotel with yes. Wi Fi and a swimming pool, you can run through them with a truck. And I did that today, and I, I I actually Tokyo drifted through a guy's build, made him fall down, jumped out of the car while still drifting, spun around in the air, and shotgunned him in the face as he fell. It was fantastic. One of my favorite Fortnite kills ever. And I'm kind of sad actually recalling that right now to why didn't I clip that and, and save it on my Xbox. But <laughs> anyway, I didn't, and uh, I should have. I might be able to go back and get that in a replay, but um, man, yeah, vehicles. Just when you think like Fortnite is kind of this season has been a little all over the place. You know, they flooded the map and it's been slowly draining, and they're adding a couple of new things. But for the most part, it's like, eh, you know, where are they going to go next? And they do something like this that um, you think is just a dumb little addition, but really changes up the mechanics and the way you have to approach battles because now someone can easily take down your build, no matter if it's made of brick, metal, wood, whatever. I'm not just shooting that out in the open anymore. I'm running a freaking like tractor trailer <laughs> truck through that. Wow. Um, they also with the vehicles, they can run out of gas. So you have to, again, that's inventory management. So instead of carrying shield or a third gun or something, you have to carry a can of gas. If you plan on using the vehicles for an extended amount of time. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, I, I think there's some balancing that they still might need to do, but I think as a first attempt, at vehicles on this scale in the game the physics is uh feels really good and uh, i think they've done a pretty good job at the balance uh maybe not fantastic but i i do understand why they delayed these a couple of weeks they were supposed to come out or rumored to come out uh, earlier in this season and they just dropped this week so um yeah, very cool. They also have radio stations when you get in the trucks and the cars and stuff. So Perfect. you can switch radio, just like GTA style. You can switch. Is it radio real music? I think there are supposed to be um, more tracks when I was, and I, I played it this Brought morning. Brought to you briefly. by Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Sponsors and sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was some kind of message about how they disabled some of the radio stations, but I okay. think, yeah, there, I think there's, there's real music uh, that's coming in it. So, um, so really, really cool. I've heard other rumors that they're doing something else with uh tenant uh, or they're, they're going to be doing more promotion or something with that movie. They've been doing like concerts and yeah. screenings of like, um, you know, black lives matter and black votes matter. And they, wow. they've been doing some really like, um, socially conscious stuff mixed with like crazy concert stuff. And they're doing something for shark week. I think, uh, either this weekend or early next week. Um, they're, they're just 
really pulling out all the stops this season for for both like the battle royale and the uh, the party royale mode. That mode that it's you know I've been talking about that. You just go, you hang out with your friends, you experience something, and they're really, really taking advantage of that to do some really unique things. So um, it's it's cool. I thought it was going to be all DJs, but they had like a country music uh, guy in there a little while ago. They have, I think it's back to a DJ uh, today or this week. But um, anyway, very interesting stuff. Very cool. It's a game that won't stop, can't stop. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's, uh, what else have you been playing? Well, I just this is going to be a very quick hit, but you mentioned sharks. I, I would pain me not to mention that I played Maneater. Ooh. And holy cow, Mark, if you get the chance, this game is a hoot. It's super fun. It's just dumb fun. And it is a shark RPG. Your mama gets killed by this reality show host. Kind of like, uh, think of like those shows like... Uh, the people that go out in boats and, and do all the fishing and they almost die. <laughs> Deadly's catch. Yeah, de- kind of yeah. same thing, this, but it's tongue in cheek. Chris, Chris Parnell, who does uh, a lot of the stuff from SNL, uh, Archer. He kind of is the narrator. It's so funny. He tells wow. you like fake facts about sharks that aren't true. <laughs> uh, and, and it's just done so well, but basically you, you as the baby shark have to get big to take down your, arch rival this this really crazy cajun uh, there's there's crazy people um you have to eat like all of these uh uh prime predators you get bigger you find you i mean it is it is the witcher of shark rpgs wow it's crazy it's it's, wow. it's it just so w- would you suggest playing hungry shark world first uh as kind of like a, a precursor to you know like like playing the old school 2d mario games before jumping into 64 or uh or galaxy uh, is that kind of the jump we're seeing here or? probably yeah okay. uh, right. yeah, yeah. that the, the funnest part is jumping up in the air landing on a boat eating all the people <laughs> and destroying the boat it, it's just so dumb you can go on the land longer than you really should <laughs> that's it's it's but you start running out of oh geez, it's, it's just fun play it it's so dumb and by the way there's sharks but there's also alligators I don't know why there is a shark with freshwater alligator. It doesn't make any sense. Kind of like the bayou, I guess, where the salt, the salt water. <laughs> don't know. It's dumb. Just play it. It's uh, that sounds it's, fantastic. I, I, I need I to play this. I will be on Game Pass in like three months. All right. So wait, comes up there. Maybe I'll wait. But the real game, Ghost of Tsushima. My son mm. has already beat this game. Wow. He loved it. Um, I won't go in too much into it because I'm only through the first chapter. There's essentially three acts to this game. I'm done with the first act. It is beautiful. It's phenomenal. It is Assassin's Creed Samurai. Um, it's open world RPG. You are leveling up all of your weapons, armor, your attacks. You get more ninja-like moves that are I'd call it the ghost, which is basically it's all about mm. this is what the overarch of the game is. Basically, you're a samurai, but you are challenging your values as a samurai, which is basically open combat. You meet your enemies face to face, but to basically take on the Mongols who really they would say don't have honor. You have to change your tech, uh, your tactics. So it's really mm. uh, and your and my son even mentioned he goes, Dad, you will. I like the ch- second chapter so much because it's all about building on that 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 uh, narrative of uh, where do you go, what do you do, 
uh, do you keep with your faith, even though it might mean you don't uh, aren't able to uh, achieve your goals? So um, he sold wow. me on it, but I love it. It's great. It's got the uh, uh, the uh, was it the Kurosawa mo- mode where it's black and white. Looks mm-hmm. like an ancient samurai film. It's I just loving it. I, I I just can't say highly enough. So this game has got this is the game that is saying Todd keep playing me. So that's where I'm like I have to force myself to play other things. But this is the game I'm gonna keep playing with and just it, it got me. I, I I started up with um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn again, but I'm putting that in pause again to play this. <laughs> sounds sounds like a worthwhile reason to pause that yeah. game. Uh, this this sounds amazing. I'm, I might have to get this. Uh, I've, I've mentioned before that I haven't turned my PlayStation on in a while. This might be the game, even over The Last of Us, that makes me go back and, uh, and powers that up. So, um, man, yeah, that, that sounds awesome. It does have some sense of humor to it, which is nice. It's, it's not all dire and, and dreary. And you can pet the dogs, or at least pet the foxes. Foxes, they yes. are wonderful. Yep, and Foxes are great. There are so many cool side missions. They call them tales, which are really cool, um, and and I really enjoy it. So uh, yeah, if it's a, it's a must play for me, and I would say if you like that type of open world game, and and the combat is really fun too. Awesome. Yeah. So that is it for what we've been playing, folks. But now it's time to get into the news. We had actually a lot of news coming on, but we'll try mm-hmm. to compress this, hit all the spots, and not go, uh, not go, you know, not bore you to death with too many details. But the first one I hit is what just happened. Actually, was the Sony State of Play mark? Did you get a chance to watch? I did not. No, okay. I caught a few of the the highlights and news bits from it, but I didn't actually watch it. Uh, so I'm I'm excited for a few things. But why don't you walk us through, and I'll see what I've heard about and what, uh, what you're just revealing to me for the first time here. Yeah. Sony really, the state they're doing state of plays. This was a long state of play, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. They really uh, addressed what it would cover. So people wouldn't get, you know, saddened by what they didn't reveal and would get the hype level too high. Basically they said, this is going to be a PS4 PSVR, uh, focused on games event. Um, I think they even said some more information on PS5 titles. That's exactly what they did. No more, no less. Um, But the good news is if you are a PS4 owner, you are not going to be left behind. And if you are a PS5, soon be PS5 owner, you will also be getting these games because Sony has said anything launched past July will automatically be coming to PS5 compatibility. It's good news there. And PSVR, they doubled down on it. So PSVR, I would say that the ones that were kind of cool, the Hitman trilogy in VR is coming. That's pretty cool. It's all three games. That's a great value and and a different perspective. Kind of cool that they're doing that. Um, Another PSVR game, which was surprised because it's been exclusive to Oculus, and that's Vader Immortal. I saw that news. I thought that was very interesting and a a very good get for PlayStation because that was one of those games that if I were to get a VR system, and I did think about getting a VR system. So while I was on vacation, we had a rainy day. And uh, rainy days plus me plus getting a paycheck for an online course that I was teaching uh, equals not great. So I considered buying an Oculus Quest and then read that there was an updated version coming. So I bought a drone instead. But when I was looking (laughs) at VR systems, uh, it was that kind of, okay, what? what's out for PSVR what's out and I, I still am leaning towards the quest just because it's it's yeah. not wired 
and that's a big appeal to me. But also Vader Immortal was a massive draw to that uh, that ecosystem. Um, aside from the the not you know worrying about the wires and stuff, but P- PlayStation VR getting that is yeah, that is such a feather in Sony's cap. That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm what I'm hoping will happen is the power of the PS5 will allow them to improve the performance of PSVR, mm-hmm. uh, and then eventually we get a new headset down the road. But uh, yeah, so that was that was one of the big ones um, that was announced for PSVR. Those really just the two main announcements there, and then we got a bunch of PS4 announcements. Uh, Control is getting their next DLC. This is really going to be the one that's tied to Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. Kind of got a, a picture of Alan Wake with his beard. So very cool to see those universes collide. This will also be coming to every other console system as well. So that's kind of cool that they're supporting that there. Uh, Spelunky 2. I'm not a big Spelunky fan, mm-hmm. but I know there are people that love that game and love dying a lot. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Uh, same thing with Braid Anniversary Edition. I yeah. did see that one pop up. Uh, and coming to Switch for the first time. I think that's the yeah. first time... On a Nintendo platform, it did not come to Wii U, if I'm uh, if I'm correct there. Um, Braid was was such an interesting game, and and if you haven't played Braid, absolutely pick up this upgraded version. Yeah. It is it is an experience. It's a puzzle platformer. It is tough, but if you stick with it, it is it is a very interesting story and a very interesting mechanic uh, to to figure it out. And and you'll see throwbacks to uh, like. Super Mario Brothers and, and stuff like that, but it goes way deeper than that. So it's very, very, uh, very interesting game. Yeah, I would say Celeste has a lot to owe to Braid in regards to the storytelling oh, yes. of them. So I think it's there. And the way it looks, because you, you think, oh, Braid probably looks pretty good. They showed what they are doing this game. It's mm-hmm. so much more detailed, so beautiful. Yeah, because this game was a uh, Xbox 360 darling. So yeah. uh, considering it's, you know, 2011, wow, uh, or 20, 2008, actually, wow, 13 Jeez. years. Yeah, it's been That's a long crazy. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then going on from there, um, we've got a bunch of games that I think were supposed to come to PS4, but now we're coming to PS5. Temtem. This is essentially the Pokemon-esque on- online cooperative game, competitive as well, that went to PC. Now it's going to be coming to PS5 and Series X. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might even come to Switch. And a lot of people call it a knockoff, but considering the way it looks and what it's doing... I think it's maybe the, what they'd like to see Pokemon do, quite honestly. And it's a MMO-like, so um, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of doing some things that people would like. Um, another game that was brand new that we'd never seen before called Hood, Outlaws and Legends. It's kind of like Robin Hood, but it's multiplayer, and it's uh, competitive, where you basically have a band of thieves, 4, 4v4, you have classes. One, you basically got, uh, was it, Sir, what is it, Little John, like the monk? He's a big guy, a bruiser. Robin is the, you know, basically the stealthy um, archer. Uh, You have like this magic user Hmm. lady who's stealthy. So, and you're trying to get um, heists, basically. And it doesn't look very good. That's the only thing. Oh, really? And this is going to be on Series X as well. It says it's coming in 2021. And I don't know. It didn't look great, but I think what it's doing looks looks like people that like that type of experience for v4 doing something different it looked like i think that would scratch their itch yeah that that's one that i didn't see so while you're describing it, i'm like this sounds awesome this sounds awesome. i didn't you're know like, what it was it look good yeah <laughs> I, I really didn't i didn't say but yeah it's think of like robin hood right. timeline things like that that's cool um yeah. yeah uh then bug snacks got more gameplay and i think that's where it shined it, it looks mm. very cute 
Um, and it's it's very endearing. It's got a great sense of humor as well. Apparently, you're playing as a reporter and you're investigating <laughs> this bug snacks thing, and it's kind of a like conspiracy theory. But it's got really fun little gameplay. You have like a little. You have to corral bug snacks, then you have to like use. It. Yes, so I think a lot of people. I can see why people are really just uh, loving this game, and it's and it's a. Uh, sense of uh, whimsy i guess you'd say there there's uh, currently a bug snacks filter on instagram yes. if you haven't checked it out i got i can't remember what it's called but it looked like a dragonfly made of s'mores and <laughs> that is perfect i love yes. dragonflies i love s'mores let's and the do name this. probably uh, was very that's... much punny right like oh yeah 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 it was yeah it, it, but fantastic filter if you haven't checked that out and if uh, if you listen to this quick enough you might still see it in the uh, canardian instagram story it's uh, it's there but uh yeah that game looks so weird and it's such a viral hit i'm wondering though if that game's going to suffer from uh snakes on a plane syndrome yeah yeah. where it becomes almost a parody of itself and if it doesn't come out soon enough it's just going off. to it's yeah. it's yeah the the joke is going to die off and no yeah. one's going to care by the time it actually comes out because yeah. um, right now it's you know oh they're releasing the song from it and they're releasing this and they're the, it looks so goofy but like this is a game that you do all that stuff and then you launch it within a week because it's still riding that hilarity no hype train kind yeah. of thing yeah it can't be no man's guy I I really I hope it doesn't but yeah something just for me just kind of it was like oh man is this going to be one of those internet jokes that equals to people are bored by the time it actually gets here absolutely yeah you kind of i thought i kind of felt like baby yoda was going that way for a while i'm like oh crap. yeah yeah very so close. don't don't overwhelm us guys just just enjoy it um mm-hmm. godfall got gameplay and that's where this this uh state of play really did take its time to show gameplay in a lot of games and this game just looks like a lot of fun i didn't realize there was any cooperative element to it so, like, it has online cooperative play together, and it's definitely one of those grindy games. So, uh, and, but it's, it's still what you saw before, but it's just more of that. So, if you don't like this game, I don't think it's, this is going to do it for you. But I think the people that are kind of intrigued, like myself, I'm like, I could see myself playing this game. Looks fun. Yeah, uh, I didn't see that gameplay, but it does. Is it, does it still, I guess, look uh, Darksiders esque? In a way, yeah. Yeah, okay. Darksiders-esque with a little bit more of the uh, – it looks like combat with uh, a lot of uh, flair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how difficult it's going to be if they're going to you know, go into the, the, the really difficult stuff or it's going to be more about really artful combat and then upgrading and things like that. So One thing I have to ask, what was the soundtrack like this time around? It was not uh, death metal, and I don't think okay. there's any rap this time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was such a confusing part of yeah. the last one because the first trailer was the epic cinematic music, yeah. and then the, the, the last, the second one was like rap rock or some shit, wasn't it? So pick yeah, a tone. Been, yeah, pick a tone, yeah. guys. What yeah, are you doing? Very confused about yeah. that one. Yeah, so yeah. good, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, then next, Pathless gameplay was shown. Uh, this is a um, game that a lot of people compare to Journey, but with mm-hmm. actual, I would say. Uh, more action oriented where you're this archer and you're targeting all these targets and the style is very artistic, very lovingly created. And I'm thought, oh, okay, this is what it's going to be. And all of a sudden there's a boss that comes out. It's like almost like a dragon and you have to yeah. take it on. So um, it definitely felt calming in what you're doing with this arrow and hitting targets and how the way it flowed and the way she moved. 
like she would almost slide. She'd run, then she'd slide and start shooting things in the background, these targets, and it would trigger things from happening. So it's definitely mm-hmm. different. I mean, that was surprising. I didn't expect this game, and I don't know if this is going to be an exclusive or not, but um, it's definitely um, – it's what I like. It's it's not – it doesn't have to look um, like technically crazy. It's artistically pleasing is mm. a big part. Okay. Cool. The game that blew, blew me away, uh, which uh, I don't know once again if this is going to be exclusive or not, it's called Aeon Must Die. Um, and I would say of all of the trailers I watched, I thought this was the most just visually stunning to me. The movement. This looked like an anime Saturday morning cartoon brawler, Ooh. but also had like driving mechanics. It was phenomenal. I, I just didn't even know how to explain it. I'm like, this looks really cool. I'm like, is that a trailer or is it gameplay? I'm like, no, that's wow. gameplay. It looks exactly like the trailer, but just so stylistically interesting. And I'm glad people are seeing, I don't know if this could be done on a PS4, quite honestly. I don't know if that's, I mean, it probably could, um, but it's still neat to see new Sound ideas like coming. like a jet engine taking off? Exactly. It blows <laughs> up. Ah! Uh, no, but I mean, just check it out. But I have heard that the company that's making this like they've had kind of a mutiny on their hands with their employees so that's not a good thing nope. so that makes me sad nope. yep that is not great i'm actually um while you're speaking just because you you hyped up that trailer so much i started watching it without sound on and it does look incredible uh and i like that companies are doing this kind of it looks like like you said like an animated kind of cartoon and i've been noticing the same thing with uh, battletoads yeah, for Xbox. And I know we're talking about PlayStation right now, but I just love seeing that kind of thing where uh, one can look like Johnny Bravo, one can look like Samurai Jack. They can both exist and both be on whatever platforms. And uh, I just, if that's the kind of stuff that the next generation is going to allow developers to do and make it look fluid and uh, visually just amazing like like these games are looking then uh, that that's really really exciting yeah style style does a lot for me rather than mm-hmm. just you know realistic graphics i just love when something looks different than you've seen before wind waker baby yeah absolutely um then we have this game anno mutatinum blah 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 i can't pronounce it <laughs> mutation uh, this is once again has a unique stylized it's almost like 8-bit, but very, but against like 8-bit characters against a, I guess you'd say 3D rendered background. It's side-scrolling and it's forward-scrolling as well. Um, it was weird. It's definitely a beat-em-up, it looks like. Um, and I'm not sure about the, the what the game means, but it didn't blow me away enough. Uh, but I think a lot of people were like, this looks interesting. So once again, visually different, interesting. Not a, once again, doesn't feel next gen, but once again, it's giving us new styles to really appreciate. Sounds like a Game Pass game if it was on another platform. You know, in a lot of these games, <laughs> I would say none of these blew my socks off, except the one I mentioned. But mm-hmm. the rest could be, yeah, Game Pass could be played on this gen. But once again, they're just trying to fill the the chamber of what games will be coming to those systems. Right. And why not make them for the next one? Uh, Genshin Impact, I think we've heard about this game. This was what the game that was actually Chinese game that was compared to Breath of the Wild back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's finally coming out. Once again, I think this might be on all systems. Mm-hmm. And I think this is coming to PS4. So it looked okay. I mean, it, it looked more like a, uh, someone said it looked more like a Samurai Warriors type game than it did a, you know, action RPG. Okay. 
Could dig that. Uh, yeah, then the pedestrian. This was a very unique puzzle game uh hand drawn you basically have these little boards and you try to get this little person that almost looks like a restroom sign like you're are you the woman figure (laughs) or the male figure and you have to trace how they can get here to there you're basically joining these like almost like one scene elements across different areas it's clever i suck at puzzle games at first i thought it was echo chrome that one game that was on like vita or psp back in the day Mm -hmm. but definitely clever but i'm not going to be good at this game but i i I liked its style so i wanted to see the visual style of this one and I'll tell you how much fun it is to be in Canada. Before it started playing, the pre-roll ad on IGN was for high-quality cannabis. I missed the name <laughs> of the company because I was laughing too hard. But uh, apparently we're starting to see those kind of ads in yes. Canada. That's the first yes. time I can really recall seeing that. So that's kind of fun. We've but, grown up. Uh, yeah. This game looks – yeah, it definitely looks interesting. And it's – yeah, like you said, it's it's like like drawn, but looks like bathroom. Yeah, you described it perfectly. It's weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, then they announced, I guess this is a, a PC phenomenon. It's called Auto Chess. I don't know if you've heard it, Mark. It's kind of like, it's almost like uh, those MOBA games, but they made a... Um, a variant of it and it's called auto chess. So it's like in a chess board, but yeah. you have different characters and classes doing things. I don't get it, but apparently this is a big <laughs> deal. The fact that this is coming to consoles now and the aesthetic, I thought it was a Jack and Dexter game first. I'm like, Oh, they're bringing back Jack and oh, I'm wow. like, no, it's auto chess. So I don't know who's <laughs> doing this, but the style is cool, but definitely not for me. Mm. Um, and then lastly, Crash Bandicoot 4. This is actually the first thing they showed. Did a big long gameplay. You know, I've never been a huge Crash fan, but this new game really looks cool. It really. I'm does. very impressed. Yeah, yeah. Everything I've seen about Crash, and and I, uh, I had never played Crash before. Like I maybe picked it up a little bit at friends' places here, or there, or whatever. Growing up, but uh, you know, I never owned anything that had Crash on it prominently. So. My first time really playing Crash was with the was it Insane trilogy, trilogy, like the re, yeah. remaster kind mm-hmm. of thing that just came out. So I have replayed through all those games, and and like you said, I'm I'm not like a massive huge fan or anything, but uh, they were they were good. I mean, they were solid. Uh, this one though, there's something about it, and I love that these companies are doing these remakes and then sequels and treating these franchises with that level of I, I want to say respect but it's it's respecting what came but also understanding what needs to be changed and it's it's uh respecting it while completely being willing to throw things out that just don't work anymore and it's absolutely it is so cool and uh yeah they, they, they look like they're nailing it Absolutely. Lots of fun. You can actually play as the villain this time. They're doing some really interesting artistic modes. Uh, you, I think you can play up to four different playable characters now. This Dingo Dial character, which I've never heard about, of course. He's part of the broad range of Crash characters that we sure. all know and love. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. So that was the Sony event. People are pissed off, but there is rumors that there will be a second PS event that will be I think we're calling it the mother load at this point. We know Xbox is going to have a mother load. We know PlayStation is going to have one. Somebody's going to play, you know, lose that round of chicken and have to mm-hmm. say what this thing costs and when it's coming out. So at this point, Mark, I don't know about you, but man, 
it's like we're getting blue balls over here, man. <laughs> they have to sooner or later. I mean, it's not fair to people. You got to give them money eventually. Exactly. And it's not fair to people that either, you know, don't know how much to save or can't save or might not be able to save enough. You know, if if they do come out and these consoles are higher priced than people are expecting and it's really tough for someone to save an extra hundred dollars than what they were expecting, this is going to suck. Yes. And it's already a tough time with COVID, with a lot of people losing their jobs, with a lot of people uh, underemployed, unemployed, whatever it is, that like they needed to say the prices months ago. We're way past the point of when they should have said this. Like, just stop playing chicken and do it already. And yes. yeah, it has to come this month. It has to. Or yeah, they, I just I don't know what the game plan is here. Absolutely. Yeah. Parents need time. The economy sucks. Yep. Let's let's get this out here out there because. And we, and we sometimes you have the money saved up for a console and then it rains on a Tuesday and you go buy a drone because you're an idiot. Yes. So, I mean, you know, I need to know the prices. I need to know how many credit card rewards I have left so I can get my <laughs> gift card to pre-order it somewhere. Exactly. Yes. Jeez. Yes. Come on. Problems, folks. We got them. Uh, you know, you know who's done something different, Mark? Nintendo. You know those things they used to do called directs? I think they just I decided. Those. I think they've replaced it with Twitter completely now. <laughs> because last direct they did, I, they didn't uh, even focus on any of their own games. I severely hope that that is wrong and that they just decided to do this. But it is so weird that they're just... Like everyone expects a direct and like the world is finally ready for a direct. The whole world, like you can't do a live event. Nintendo has been years ahead of that curve. And now that the rest of the world is like, I guess we'll do a digital event and they're scrambling to figure out how it is. And Nintendo's sitting there being like, yeah, we know who this is done, but guess what? We're not going to do one. Here's a tweet instead. And then they launch Pikmin 3 Deluxe or whatever it is. So like, I just, I don't understand, but that's what they launched this time or announced this time. Like you said, through a damn Twitter announcement, I don't know what they're thinking, but uh, Wii U classic making its way to Nintendo switch. I really hope this sells because the Wii U didn't sell Pikmin's a weird franchise. I don't think they've been overly crazy successful, not like animal crossing, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but this one comes out weird far off release date for something announced in a tweet i kind of when i saw this was announced through twitter i was like oh this is dropping today nope nope october 30th (laughs) you didn't want to buy any games anyways mark yeah why would i want something new to play on my switch uh anyway yep um so they're adding a little bit uh co-op play i believe that's the most notable thing they are adding some uh cataloging things i think or stamp mm-hmm. collecting or some weird Apparently somebody called them something. trophies or achievements in a way yes yeah, yeah I, that's I, i'm really glad nintendo uh thought of that all on their own and uh, no other game company has ever thought to add achievements or trophies to a game Mark, that's the really secret cool is not letting anybody be able to see if you earned any though right yeah that is a big part of it you don't want to share these with friends no. why would you ever want to do that um Man, I really remembered my bitter pills today. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, I'm uh, despite 
sounding incredibly bitter. I'm very ready to double dip on this game. I did play it on the Wii U. I loved it on the Wii U. Uh, it did have some issues. I think you and I talked about it before. Some of the timing, day-night cycles. Sometimes you the, the world is so pretty and the things are so cool and you just kind of want to take your time and explore. And it felt rushed before in, in certain aspects. So... You know, will we see that kind of loosened up this time? Maybe, but I'm again, I'm excited to play this game. I'm excited to see what they do with uh, with the the Switch hardware, just because it is different. You don't always have a touch screen with you, so you know what what's the control scheme? How's that going to work with a controller? It's been a while since I played a Pikmin game strictly with a controller because the the Wii, you could point and select things, and that worked really, really well for Pikmin, uh, Pikmin Two, I believe, uh, and the remake of Pikmin One, right? Yeah, that was on Wii. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Pikmin Three, like I said, launching October thirtieth. Yeah, so it's been a while since I controlled a Pikmin game with simply a controller because we had the the Wii. And the Wii U both had either the the pointer controls with the Wii or the Wii U always basically had a, a, the gamepad and a touchscreen there. So with that, you know, will they restrict this game to being only handheld, which will work really well for the, the Switch Lite, but will be frustrating if I want to play it on my big 4K TV. So I'm kind of, uh, yeah, kind of curious to see what changes they make and all that kind of stuff. And, and I'm, I'm willing to double dip. I'm i I'm a big enough fan of this franchise to do that. So um, yeah, October 30th. Are you, are you going to be picking this one up? Uh, they do mention one thing that I had the problem with. You mentioned the day rush cycle. They call it Pikmin at your pace. They say, return to your ship before time runs out or you and your Pikmin could be in big trouble. If you prefer a more casual approach of variety of difficulty settings, lock and targeting and optional hints have been newly added. That doesn't tell okay. me they're going to let me still play and explore how I want, though. So I'm going to say no. I'm not going to play Pikmin. I, unless they remove that barrier, to me, it's just it's just not for me. And that's perfectly okay. fine. One yeah. fun fact, though, as soon as they announced this, um, people's vouchers had expired. So those vouchers yeah. they offered the <laughs> meeting were, were there. They, are, they were removed. So if you were going to buy this, oh, they could have announced it while they were still available in yeah. July. And they also removed it from the Wii U digital store, which is – it's only $20 now. It was $20. Yeah. So this game is going to be 60 It's three times more expensive, which I don't know if that gets in your, your, your craw. That is super shady. Yeah, removing it from – the the wii u store i mean people, people that's are looking to just go out and buy new wii u's i mean it's not like you know yeah right like how and you, does that mean so switch? i i think i downloaded this game i don't think i have that no you can still download so can it. i can no i re-download it yes but you can't just purchase it i just no. can't purchase so, yeah. it that's still shady as hell yeah it's weird and in, in the stuff in the i mean wouldn't you think they would just close the shop that's weird that's yeah oh, digital marketplace yes. yeah that's that's weird that's yeah. really weird. Yeah. So, anyway. so there you go. That's your game for uh, fall 2020, along with <laughs> Bakugan. Yeah, right. Bakugan. Don't Jeez, that game Bakugan. just keeps coming like, you up. You know why? Uh, you know why, Mark? Why? They're making lots of money. Exactly. Yeah, they jumped 428% in a profit spike driven by Animal Crossing that is insane. Animal Crossing New Horizon has sold 
This depresses the hell out of me, but I also love this game, so it doesn't. <laughs> yep. Has sold more copies than every Metroid game combined over the last 35 years. Somewhere Joey Ferris is just crying into oh. a pillow, sobbing oh. right now over over that Metroid news. But uh, So if you're wondering why Animal Crossing came out before Metroid and why Nintendo focuses on franchises like Animal Crossing instead of fan favorites or cult hits, classics, whatever you want to call Metroid, uh, that's the reason, folks. Uh, they are selling ridiculously well and uh, i believe the switch just moved up uh to third place in best-selling nintendo consoles so it's right yeah. behind um basically it's, it's closing in on uh was it the nes or the something i can't remember but it's uh they beat the, the, the nintendo, wii they beat the ooh, yeah the wii any wii is number one yeah, yes. NES okay. is at like 80 million, uh, and I right. think it's, you know, obviously the DS is number one. Uh, yeah, I don't total. think they're counting handheld. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, okay. Game so Boy, then, I think, is yeah. still miles ahead of, of uh, other things there. As far as home consoles, I think it's Wii, NES, and then Switch just moved into yeah. third place. Yeah, I, I have the list up here. Wii is at 101, Nintendo DS 154. Game Boy 118, but Nintendo hardware consoles, uh, GameCube 21 million, N64 32 million, NES. Wow, only 61? I thought that was at 80 million. So yeah, they just no, beat the 61, NES. So they're, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're, yeah, right there. Yeah, so they don't have much left yeah. in front of them. No, no. And it's, uh, it's right now, if you look at launch month and how far you are out from a launch month, the Switch is actually currently outpacing playstation 4 it's not quite caught up to where the wii is yeah and i looked at their numbers too um i think the switch Lite was just a genius move because mm-hmm. they only sold a million more regular any uh, uh switches but they sold an incremental two million consoles because of switch Lite. so that's a that's a genius move Get it, having a system at 200 dollars at this life cycle is crazy yeah. i mean to be able to offer that that's where you go and just sell blockbuster i mean just blockbuster numbers if it's if it's a good console that's true and and the crazy thing about this is there are still supply issues so this isn't nintendo with uh, a whole lot produced and they're just sitting on store shelves and they still had records nintendo could have done better yes so think about that for a second they could have done better than a 428 percent profit spike Yes. WTFNF. Uh, they blamed COVID for creating, quote, some difficulties in procuring the parts for Nintendo Switch consoles. End quote. Holy crap. That's why there's no ventilators, Mark. <laughs> they make switches. <laughs> holy crap. Yeah. And you heard it so much, right? We had the ring fit problems, Animal Crossing. You can't find Switch. Uh, so that like to think that they could have done way better than this. And I mean, it's kind of a double edged sword because would they have been selling or would there have been this demand for switches and for animal crossing if it didn't launch at the perfect time exactly because of COVID and working from home or staying home or whatever. And animal crossing is the one thing people are playing. It's talking. I mean, right. Yeah. Cause, cause, cause Sony didn't have a game like that. Xbox didn't have a game nobody like did. that. No. no, nobody did. So, and, it, and it's a franchise that 
quite honestly, people have been waiting for a decent version of that franchise, mm. and it's oh, just yeah. driven sales. And it's a perfect game to give your kids and play with your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and the I and I'm going to call this shenanigans out. The fact that to have if you want your own island and your family, you have to buy your own console and another copy. So that doesn't hurt things either. So yeah, no. I mean, yeah. So like if you, I mean, if you want to, if you have multiple switches and you want mm-hmm. separate islands, there you go. You're Bobby Falls and you own 18 switches. <laughs> um, yeah. So they, they've done a fantastic job. They really didn't have another game like this at this time last year. So um, they didn't have a, a switch light at this time last year. So <clears throat> having, that I mean, they've really poised themselves to a really phenomenal year going forward, and it's really taken the pressure off of them financially mm-hmm. uh, to their stockholders to say, "Well, guys, you got to get more games out and do these things." That's it. Uh, We're all saying, you know, oh, what's next? Nintendo's oh, their silence is deafening. Oh, it's it's really bad. They haven't announced anything. They don't need to because in three months, uh, Nintendo Switch. Has or Animal Crossing has sold more on Nintendo Switch than uh, I think any other franchise or any other game for the Switch except Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I believe okay. it's already passed. So the top three games would be uh, Mario Kart 8, Animal Crossing, and then Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. I'm going on memory on this one, so I correct me if I'm so, wrong. Yeah, because Pokemon would right. be a fourth, I think. I think fifth, Pokemon maybe. might be in fifth place. Uh, fourth place is Breath of the Wild. Animal Crossing has never been like their top seller. I mean, it's always sold about, I think last one sold about 10 million or something like that, yeah. where Pokemon had been the darling. I mean, mm-hmm. of Nintendo, also Mario Kart. So to see that, I mean, but they've had some really, some, some, it's been interesting to see the, the shift in what games are the top sellers, things like that. Um, obviously, maybe you could say Breath of the Wild and uh, Odyssey would being so close in the first year if those had launched more when there was more consoles out there, because you'd think, well, who doesn't own a copy of X when mm-hmm. they bought the switch? Right. So it's yeah. an interesting. Yeah, um, de- definitely. Yeah. One thing to call out though, with Nintendo, 94% of their revenue and profits are generated by switch. Oof. To me, that's not a good mix no. because <laughs> what goes up goes down. I mean, it, you eventually yeah. have a tier, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, we saw the Wii where Nintendo was on fire, and then it dropped down. So I'm interested to see what they do next. They're going to have to. They're starting to think about what's next for Switch. You can't make a Switch Two, which is exactly the same, and to stronger hardware because, quite honestly, then what does that move those people like like now early adopters or, or the, the the blue sky or whatever the the people that normally don't do it a lot of parents are going to say well why do you need a new one because it's prettier yeah. or something like that so i'm curious to see what they do but man oh man it, it is great to see video games as strong as they are but you know sony and microsoft aren't doing too shabby either we saw that playstation had its best quarter one uh i believe Ever, and the fun part about this is the fun part about this is um, PlayStation consoles are largely sold out everywhere. I haven't been able to see see them everywhere, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. They're still selling at three hundred and four hundred dollars. There's no discount on Playstations right now, and they've been the game for a long time. They've hit one hundred twelve million consoles sold now. Obviously, Last of Us helped a lot. Uh, Ghost of Shima is doing very well. COVID helps a lot too. Uh, yep. Digital sales are through the roof. Um, all these things are going well. Xbox talked about their revenue, their profits now on mm-hmm. on gaming. So I mean, it's it's just awesome to see this. 
it's just really surprising that um, just think of how big the audience for gaming is now compared to how it used to be. It's it's wild. Uh, so to to clarify the the best ever first quarter for financial earnings earnings. So there there are a few things I think contributing to that. One, it's the end of a console life cycle. Mm-hmm. So as as more PlayStations are sold, the cost of the parts go down. Yep. Definitely. Also, it's been, you know, eight years or whatever. So the cost of those parts are, are continuing to go down for the most part. Um, so that that really plays a key part into that part of this wording where Yes, they and like you said, they haven't discounted the price of a PlayStation 4 really in any substantial way. So they're selling at the same place, but their profit margin per console is going way, 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 way up from especially a few years ago when they first launched. Uh, Add on top of that digital revenue, not having to ship games out to stores because stores are closed. And yeah, you have a very, very profitable business going on right now yeah it's it's crazy and we're seeing that with game pass all of those sales um even then they open the doors to steam which obviously opens up a new era where they can make a lot of profit and and grow users um and they can open up game pass that too so man excluding stadia everybody's doing pretty good <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time to be a gamer Absolutely. unless you own an ios device Yes, yes. So one of the stories is that uh, we finally found out what Rock Study is going to do, Mark. Mm-hmm. They're going to launch a game, Suicide Squad. They are going to announce and show trailers for this game for DC Fandom August 22nd. Yep. And Jeff Keighley is going to be there. So most likely doing a roundtable on this game. Maybe other WB Studio games as well. Hell, we need to see what that Star Wars Lego game is going to be because they haven't shown that yet. But I don't think they'll show it there, obviously. That's going to be yeah. a Disney event or something like that. But did you see the image they posted for this announcement? Yeah. Target on the back of Superman's head. His eyes are glowing red like he's about to laser beam something. Uh, the tweet that Rocksteady Studio put out said, Target locked. Are you hunting Superman? Is Superman bad in this game and you're the baddest of the bad going after the turned bad Superman. I don't know, but it looks kind of weird that you're, why is the target on Superman's head? That's uh, an interesting kind of thing. I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with this. It's uh, yeah. I mean, this could be just an evil alternate world Superman. We don't see the front. So we don't see, you know, he could have the, some kind of weird logo that sees, oh, it's from an alternate dimension or some weird shit like that. But uh, yeah, right now, looks like evil Superman is the target. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are excited about Suicide Squad. That's the part of the thing that I think people are a little <laughs> bit mellow on because the movie was not good, um, mm-hmm. and which which sucks. Uh, but James Gunn is making the Suicide Squad movie, which yeah. makes me far more happier. The logo um, for that looks awesome. Did you see that drop this week? Oh, yeah, that is so cool. Um, Rocksteady is awesome, so I love that too. Um, one of the things that I've heard, rumblings, is this is going to be the Justice League Suicide Squad going to take down the Justice League because Amanda Waller, who's a government, uh, uh, basically runs Task Force X, which is the Suicide Squad, has to take down the Justice League because they've been infected or overtaken by either Eclipso, 
which Eclipso is this character which essentially uses this dark crystal to basically turn people bad and make them dark, mm. which they've said the eye might actually be purple with Superman. Mm. That could be there. Or Starro, okay. which is this evil <laughs> starfish, which is the, it's the dumbest <laughs> only thing, takes over people and makes them basically follow their command. So I think that's that's going to be the premise. Basically, the Suicide Squad has to take down the Justice League. Not necessarily kill them, hopefully, because right. that sounds bad. Because I, I hate seeing the Justice League be bad, but um, this could be cool. It'd be nice to see what they can do. And hopefully the, car- the, the roster for the Suicide Squad is something that is not what we've seen before because the Suicide Squad is all about a rotation of villains that mm-hmm. essentially can be fodder to be killed and new ones brought in. So I wonder how big the roster is and if you die as a permadeath. That would be cool because then you yeah. could bring in a new villain right? to so come you're, in you're and take King Shark for as long as you want, but as soon as you get, you know, uh, the Aquaman's trident through the skull, then you switch and you're Captain Boomerang for 30 seconds until he stubs his toe and he's useless, and then you're someone else. So, I, yeah, this could be really cool. Yeah, I've heard rumors there might actually be like a uh, like an online portion of it, kind of like mm-hmm. a team playing together. Um, it, yeah, and if this is kind of like games as service type of thing, it could go on and they could introduce more villains, things like that. Hopefully none of them will be exclusive. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know who do that. Yeah, that would be a shady practice for sure. And definitely not something that, uh, the, <laughs> maybe we should bring that up now as a, yeah, about another as well, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So how do you feel about this, uh, Avengers news? We have Spider-Man officially only going to PlayStation consoles in the new Avengers game, which, also, for PlayStation owners, just dropped their uh, beta today. So PlayStation owners, I've seen people already tweeting that they they unlocked the Fortnite pickaxes of Hulk hands slash Hulkbuster hands. Uh, they're, they're making their way through. But I've also seen some people saying, ugh, that was rough, but I finally got the hands. And put, posting a picture of those Hulkbuster hands. But... Like just the the way they're tweeting or the way they're they're writing things in Facebook groups makes it seem like it was either a grind that they didn't want to do that they only did because of those those pickaxes in Fortnite or or I don't know if it was like the the Avengers game is terrible or maybe just the missions that you have to do to get those pickaxes are repetitive or something. But yeah, what so okay, what's your feeling on Spider Man? only being PlayStation, but also what have you been hearing stuff about this game so far? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Avengers. uh, This is a game developed by crystal dynamics published by square Enix, and it's a Marvel uh, games. They are basically the big daddies who approve these deals and who makes it. They basically approve all the deals kind of like um, Marvel ultimate Alliance going to Nintendo. That was a Marvel games deal, but Nintendo published it. And I believe Tecmo developed that game. Um, maybe. Yeah. So it. Yeah. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a weird thing where where Marvel's done the different of difference between Star Wars, where basically all Star Wars games go to EA. Marvel has said we will pick and choose who develops and makes the game. Great. Um, yeah. The the deal that Spider Man is exclusive to Sony 
It's not timed, I believe. It's it's exclusive no, to straight up exclusive. And they will also be getting content uh, that I don't remember, but there's some additional content similar to Destiny in a way that mm-hmm. Sony had that deal as well. But that was stuff was timed for a year, then eventually opened up. I'm not a big fan of this type of stuff because this is a game that's multi-platform. If this was exclusive to if this was a Sony only game. Sure, whatever. It sucks that it's not on everybody, but nobody's getting part of a game. In this way, people are getting part of a game. So I think that sucks. Mm -hmm. Now, who do we blame? Um, I think we blame Marvel Games because Marvel made that Marvel approved this deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Square Enix is the publisher, so they could have said at any time do it. Crystal Dynamics is holding the bag saying we have to put a good look on this because – we're holding the bag. We're the ones developing. I feel bad for them because they're yeah. the ones have to develop this. Um, now, unless it was their idea, say, hey, we should make Sony. But I'm sure they were told <laughs> Spider-Man's going to be in it, but it can only be on PlayStation. This this yeah. really limits some of the online cross-play potential in the future. Which they still haven't announced. So no. it kind of almost announces that in a roundabout way of saying it's probably not going to happen or not going to happen in a way that people will be happy with because then again you get that thing that's locked to one console or the other or whatever it is that uh, there is an advantage of playing on another platform and does that mess up any cross-play ability afterwards you know it's uh yeah I'm, i'm not a huge fan of this but Regardless of that, I do find it funny and disheartening that the message harkens back so much to the launch of the Xbox One of, if you will remember, hey, if you want to play games offline, go buy a 360. <laughs> the, yep. the, the line that essentially killed the Xbox One's launch. And there were many, but that one at the root of that line killed the enthusiasm for so many gamers in yes. my opinion. Yes. I, I, and I, I don't think too many people would argue too hard against that one. Uh, it's one of the lines that really killed it. And the response for this game is, and for those players who absolutely want to play as Spider-Man, you have the option to do so on PlayStation station. Yep. You tone deaf bitch. Uh, I believe that was uh, was that the Spider-Man creative director uh, Sean S. Keg maybe that said that I don't want to get that right because it I just was the it was the guy who put um, the, it was a guy from Crystal Dynamics had a really bad response it didn't make anything better no no okay so uh, anyway um, whoever was that said that yet yeah, holy crap how tone deaf is that uh, if again you and I are in a privileged position of being able to afford and own and play multiple consoles and get games where we want them, whatever, regardless of where we want to play these games, because I want to play Avengers on my Xbox, but uh, I do have a PlayStation sitting there. So I do have the option, but for the family that says, okay, we're going to get a game console. We can afford one game pass. Sounds like a really good deal. Let's get an Xbox. If that kid wants to play as Spider-Man and you know, so this, this family has to then look at that kid and say, Oh, sorry, we chose wrong a year ago and we can't afford to get you a PlayStation. That sucks. 
Absolutely. Like yeah. that straight up sucks. And it's the same thing that I'm seeing with PlayStation. Like people saying with the controllers, the old controllers don't work. PlayStation have said that they said you can play the, the old controllers will connect to a PlayStation five, the PlayStation four controllers will connect to a PlayStation five, but only to play PlayStation four games. You can't play PlayStation five. Xbox on the other hand is like whatever controller you want to use, use it. That's fine. Uh, and again, that to me, I'm excited for new controllers. I'm always excited for new controllers. But thinking about even when we were growing up, if my parents didn't have to buy three additional controllers with a new console, that's a game changer. That means, you know, maybe extra money for them to spend on whatever or an extra game or something. And it's just thinking about that in the the eyes of a family or someone who can't afford all of this stuff being able to say, Oh man, I can still, I can save money and use this, or I can save money and do that. Or, you know, I don't have to spend extra money just to do the thing that I want to do. Like, that's what I think about when I hear this stuff and it drives me so crazy. So yeah, this one's rubbing me the wrong way all across the board. Yeah. I I do think it's one of those things where I think, the own me being a Sony fan, being mm-hmm. that I'm glad that Sony went after this. I really oh, am for sure. Business wise, it shows makes me that sense. they want to give players something to go and say, "This is why I got PlayStation because I'm going to get all this extra things." Hundred percent. Marvel, Marvel is the one to blame though because they yeah. made this an opportunity for Sony, and yeah. and Mar- and people should say, "Well, Xbox, why aren't you going after this?" Oh, because we don't want to, but. You should. You should want your fans to have yeah, 100%. something Black special Panther to play as an Xbox yeah. exclusive. Wolverine. Sure. Do something. Let's, yeah. 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 100%. I yeah. agree. And it's, um, it, it makes sense. I mean, if you tell me that as a business, if you, if you approach me and say, hey, um, business owner, we're going to give you the exclusive rights and no other business yeah. in town can have the rights to product X you'd be crazy not to say yes. Absolutely. It's, it's the same reason I'm, I'm glad Microsoft went out and bought, um, uh, Oh God, I'm blanking on the, uh, Ninja theory. Yeah. I'm kind of mad that Sony won't get a system, but you know what? I'm glad that they got bought and Xbox will have them. It's one reason to play on an Xbox. So right. uh, ultimately I'm, I, I, I feel there's a fever pitch for like this, this, this console wars, fanboyism and things like this. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I just have to let it go. Yeah. Things are going to happen. It's what it is. Like the con- the controller that you brought up, I don't think it's a big deal. I, I look at it with Xbox. They didn't innovate with con- uh, controllers this round. They basically said, we put a share button. Well, that doesn't right. excite me. That says, right. you guys just took a, a pass on that where Sony's saying, no, we're going to have some cool new things that you can only do. And we want you to have that experience. It's why you bought a PlayStation 5. And you get a controller in the box. It's not like you don't get a controller back. You get that. Yes, and yes, yes, you can buy an extra one. So I, that's where I'm like, I, I think we're parsing a little bit to a certain extent. Um and yes, I totally get it. I, I feel bad because I want people to enjoy. And I want to, if, if this was going to be cross-gen or cross-play, if Sony then, if I want to play with my friends, guess what? Spider-Man's not going to be able to play when I play mm-hmm. against my Xbox friends because he's not part of their game then. It, it actually restricts campaign stuff. It restricts all these other things. So in a way, it's a lose-lose. Um, yeah. And maybe, because remember what, uh, oh, I guess with EA, with all the heat they took, on Battlefront 2, Disney got involved, right? Yep. Disney could do the same thing and say, Marvel Games, 
stop it. Yeah. Do not do this. Oh yeah. yeah. If, uh, if, if Disney thinks the reputation is being tarnished or there's uh, way too much negative news, that's yeah, it's uh, they, they will and have in the past stepped in yes. and swung their, swung their, uh, their big Disney dong around. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's how it goes down. So, uh, so in, very different comic book news, but still something related to comics. Uh, Fortnite apparently is getting comic books, but not in a traditional sense. So uh, there's been, I guess, some data mining, uh, which always happens with Fortnite. I just saw some leaked skins from I'm, I'm thinking the same or a very similar data mine. Um, there's like an axolotl. Uh, skin character that's coming in. I can't freaking wait for him to hit it. It kind of looks like the dragon from How to Train Your Dragon, um, oh, as yeah. a Fortnite character kind of thing. But it's like it's like an axolotl. If you don't know, they're adorable mm-hmm. little reptiles. Um, anyway, yeah. So very. Uh, anyway, back to the the comic book thing. Um, apparently, there are digital Fortnite comic books that will only exist within the game. Uh, so Fortnite's getting a built-in comic reader. So you go around, you find these comic books and then you can read them based or or back at the, the battle pass screen. They're going to be laying on top of right now. It says, uh, I think like a barrel or something like that, that, um, a, a metal drum in the battle pass screen. So the battle pass screen right now, uh, if this hits this season, okay, it, I see it. I see season. it in the picture. Um, yep. Yeah, basically, it, it like shows uh, different things. So you can check out where the battle pass is. You can check out skin uh, variants and that kind of stuff. You can check out what your missions are. You can build your own umbrella. All that fun kind of stuff. And this is just going to be another thing. So the metal drum, you zoom in, and then you can read your comic books full screen. I'm hoping this works on an iPad because I don't want to sit and read a comic book on my TV. I'd rather have that on my iPad. So I'm hoping it kind of works really well on that uh, platform. (laughs) But uh, anyway, that's kind of cool. You can kind of move around and flip through pages and, uh, and hopefully zoom in on some stuff. Uh, depending on how small the font is. But um, I think I said it last episode, Fortnite has a very interesting story. If you dig enough and Uh if you are the kind of person that stitches together, I'm not. So I go on YouTube and watch (laughs) the crazy people who stitch this stuff together, explain it. And the story of Fortnite is wild and deals with interdimensional, interplanetary um, various levels of reality and uh, travelers and this and that. And it's, it's always evolving. It's always changing. Um, it is, it is a wild story. So if the comic deals with that kind of stuff, it could be really cool, but it could also just be really stupid, fun comics that are just funny. I, I so I don't know where they're going to go with these, but I'm very curious to find out because this would be, I think the first official Fortnite canon story, if they're doing that, because most of the stuff on YouTube is I believe this, or I believe that, or, you know, um, this is what happened in the game. And we think it means this, and this is what happened in the game. And we think it's related to this event that already happened, or this event that we've heard is coming in the future that it's all that kind of theory stuff. Most of it makes sense when it's laid out like that, but 
until they come out with something that's official, that's canon. Um, most of it is just people on YouTube that are smart enough to stitch this all together. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. I, I, I'd love, honestly, after watching some of those YouTube videos, I would love an animated Fortnite series or a couple of movies or something like that. But I think it would work really well as a series and, and dealing with, uh, like I said, the travelers and various levels of reality and this and that. I think they could have a lot of fun with it. And I think the, uh, the animation style is already built into the game and you just add a little bit of humor, which the cutscenes in the game have already been pretty good at. Uh, yeah, I think, so I think comics could be kind of the first step in seeing like, are people receptive to the story stuff and, and we'll see where it goes from there. That's very cool. It'd be interesting to see who actually gets the, I don't know if it's going to be Marvel DC who makes these or it's their own internal team. That's very cool. I will tell you DC universe uh, on their app. They have a a comic reader that you can read all their 22,000 comics for DC and it's designed for the TV. It's actually really good, really well done. It's fantastic. You can do it by like full page or you can do uh, uh, basically panel by panel. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that. If they do it that way, that that's a great way to do it. Um, but to your point, if you've got an iPad, perfect way to read, you know, it's a, it's a perfect comic book format. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, and I don't want, again, I don't want this to be completely restricted just to the iPad, but uh, that's where personally I think, I will prefer to read these comics uh, and not on my TV, but if it works on the TV, I'm sure there are ways to make that work. And uh, I've even, yeah, see, seen some, uh, some comics on the iPad where it does zoom in panel to panel mm-hmm. and there is that reader mode. But even if that's an option, I, I usually prefer if I'm reading on my iPad to read it like a traditional comic book. So you have the page on and you flip yep. through all the pages Absolutely. and it's just a full, uh, especially with this new big 12.9 inch iPad that is essentially the size of a comic book is perfect for, for reading that kind of stuff. But back when I had an older, smaller iPad, uh, I would use that zoom feature a lot. So, um, anyway, that's something to look forward to. If you're a Fortnite fan, uh, we also don't know if this is going to be a save the world based comic, a battle Royale based comic, they seem to be two different universes that sometimes converge. So who knows this, uh, this could go a number of ways. So uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Don't know if it's going to launch this season or next, but uh, you know, launching the vehicles, like I said earlier, this late into the season, you never know what they're going to add or when they're going to add it. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, hey, uh, they have definitely been pioneers in everything, so this is just makes sense. They would try to take over some media and get some story out there, and then obviously, like you said, go to other mediums as well. Uh, animation, movies, it's 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 their world. We're just living in it, Mark. But Absolutely. you know what? You're going to be reading more comic books on your iPad because you're not going to be playing Game Pass. Neither will I be on our devices that aren't a Xbox or PC. We were it's been announced that this has been a growing narrative of basically Game Pass has been announced. That's big news. It's going to come in mm-hmm. basically part of your Game Pass subscription. September 15th, there's over 100 games that will be available. PC, Xbox, this is awesome. We're like, hey, we're just waiting to hear about when iOS is going to get this because their uh, beta has been a little bit weird because it's been a, a, like one game yeah. limited to like 1,500 people. I think you got to be one of those people. I think uh, 10,000, I think. Yeah, yeah, very, very limited. And then recently it was basically ended 
And then the narrative came out that this is because Apple's iOS uh, App Store does not allow uh, a basically a platform with many games inside of it. So this is what's restricting Stadia from being on there. It's also restricting PS Now from being on there. And now it's restricting Game Pass. The, the thought is that they want to control every game, want to review every game. And even though these have been vetted by the ESRB and the whatever other agencies that vet games, they don't want it. So, Mark, I'm saying something smells fishy here. And Microsoft has called out the fishiness, and Apple is still sticking to their guns. This is your baby, though, so I'll let you vent a little. Yeah, I mean, I've been a Mac fan since the '90s. Uh, I've I've really been in the the Apple ecosystem since then. I've never been a, a PC guy or or anything like that. I was I was on Apple before it was cool. So um, this one really hits me though uh, it hits me the wrong way apple's done some stuff that's pissed me off in the past and i can usually say okay well i understand the reasoning behind this one the, th- this one i think is is total bullshit and i've already tweeted out uh, at apple and uh and one of the executives at apple saying like if you can e- explain to me how this is different than netflix prime video even youtube whatever uh, I'd be I'd be very open to that. Uh, their their excuse, like you said, right now is they want each single game on the App Store to be reviewed and looked at by a actual human being person to ensure the quality and safety and blah blah blah. There's been some bullshit apps and there are some really terrible <laughs> games on the App yes. Store that have snuck by or have gotten by. Uh, and I just told you about one, Mark garbage pail kids, <laughs> right? Exactly. Everything, <laughs> everything on uh, game pass and any of these other things are rated by the SRB. So, I mean, the, the ratings are right there. Um, and again, prime video, Netflix, all this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. You're, you're Todd showing kiss, kiss, spin the bottle is a game that he just found. There's uh, a, I, the search was for sexy, games sexy games there he is so he's finding those so you won't find that kind of stuff on on game pass (laughs) so (laughs) i to me this is such a bullshit stance um it's it's singling out gaming rather than stuff that's going to be worse there's way worse stuff on netflix on amazon prime on hbo on whatever that are streaming platforms you don't own that content i'm not going out and buying every season of whatever show i'm watching or whatever movie i'm watching on netflix i pay for my netflix subscription and i can stream it on whatever device i want um netflix also people have been saying oh they just want apple wants a cut of the money and i'm sure they do But there are so many video streaming platforms, Netflix included, that do not let you do in-app purchases. You have to sign up for Netflix on their website because Netflix was actually going out of business when they actually had the iOS uh, sign up. Because giving Apple 30% of their subscription was actually causing them to lose so much money they were starting to go out of business and they had to change their policies Apple still left them on the app store. So now you have to sign up through their website. Amazon's been the same way. You sign up um, Amazon Prime. I don't think there's a way to sign up through iOS unless they change that. But they also, uh, 
Apple's right now in an antitrust lawsuit and it came out through some emails that were that were out through this lawsuit that they worked out a deal with Amazon, the biggest company in the world or one of the biggest that they would get a 15% cut of Amazon's subscriptions or Amazon's dealings instead of the regular 30. Wow. So a company, Amazon, that doesn't need to worry about the 30% versus 15% cut. Like they're Amazon. They don't care. Like they shouldn't care, uh, but they do. And Apple cares about them. So they're already, Apple is already willing to bend their own rules for companies like Amazon, for I'm sure Netflix, I'm sure other companies, um, they've bent their app store rules for Microsoft in the past. Microsoft office should not exist in the way it does in Apple's, uh, I believe it's the Mac ecosystem, um, because it's, it's very walled and Mm -hmm. and apps are restricted from doing certain things. Uh, so word shouldn't exist, but guess what? The world runs on uh, Word and, and Office, so Apple bent to Microsoft already, and it's just pissing me off that they're not uh, allowing any kind of game streaming because that's where things are going. Um, people have brought up Apple Arcade, and they don't want competitors. Apple Arcade's not a streaming service. You download no. every one of those games. It's very different. Also, if I want to play Grindstone, I'm going on my iPhone on Apple Arcade to my knowledge, that game's not, I know it is on, uh, actually, no, Apple, does, do they have, they do have some games like Shantae and that kind of stuff that are on, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Xbox or Apple Arcade, whatever. But for the most part, if I want to play Gears, I'm going to Game Pass. If I want to play Grindstone, I'm going to Apple Arcade. It's not like I'm going to cancel one to get the other. Yes, they're maybe competing for my time, but so is every other thing that exists yes. in the world. Um, you know, I'm just as likely to go play with my drone or watch something on Netflix than I am to choose a game pass game over an Apple arcade game. So none, none of the arguments I've heard in Apple's favor make any sense to me. It's driving me crazy. No, I'm not going to switch to Android anytime soon. I just bought a big new expensive iPad pro. Uh, I have a phone that work pays for, and I'm definitely not going to ask them to trade in and get me a, a, an Android anytime soon. Um, would I consider Black Friday maybe picking up an Android tablet if they go on for cheap and I can play Game Pass Ultimate streaming stuff? Maybe. We'll see. Um, but I really hope before then Apple starts to maybe bend or Microsoft figures out a way to cheat the system or someone figures out something because this, uh, this is not great. And with Apple in the middle of an antitrust lawsuit right now it really does not look good on them and everyone's writing a business insider uh variety like every every news thing um is <laughs> including apple news is full which is ironic is full of um places writing about how shitty this is <laughs> so yeah. it's it's just like I don't know, man, for me, it's if I was Apple, I'd say, you know what? Yeah, let's uh, let's maybe open things up um, and and just just let this happen, because it's this is one of those things that eventually it will say people are will will look at it and say, look, they're not playing nice. It's the Xbox one launch again. It's coming up, you know, like 
when companies don't play nice, they can be in as big of a lead as they want, but consumers will start to say like, this is anti-consumer. This is not playing fair. This is not what I want. Is there another ship I can jump to? And uh, yeah, I mean, for people that aren't as into the ecosystem as I am, maybe that's going to be a really easy jump for people who are ingrained in the ecosystem. Like I am um, it's, I've never really thought seriously about Android tablets. And for the first time ever, I looked them up on Best Buy and Amazon, two places, two different searches to price out Amazon tablets or, uh, Android tablets. So, uh, yeah, bad news for Apple. I think if this persists, yeah, and if Microsoft is the other thousand pound gorilla, I mean, Ooh, yeah. you've got Google, you've got, I mean, there's not many that can take on Apple, and Microsoft definitely can. Um, they are equivalencies. The funny part I find about this is Google Stadia is on Android. Yep. Who is probably their biggest competitor for gaming right now? XCloud. Yeah. Android doesn't say you can't be on our device. No, they're nope. welcoming it. Samsung just had a big event saying, yeah. hey, you bought the Note 10? You get this. And they're going all in on Windows integration. So I would worry about, you know, Android is the biggest platform. It's outpacing iOS. It's bigger in other countries. I would worry about Apple being restrictive. Obviously, they want to protect their grounds in their marketplace. I get that. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a challenge. You see that marketplace having a platform, you see that right now, HBO Max, uh, Peacock, NBC Peacock, they can't get on Roku and uh, Fire Devices because there's a cost barrier to get your app on their platform. So mm-hmm. I don't know where this is going to go, but I just, I've gone back and forth from Android and Apple. Um, I, 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 quite honestly, I don't think there's that much different from the platforms anymore. Back in the day when I got my first Android phone, it sucked. I get yep. that. But now... I feel like they're so similar. There's not that barrier of entry. So it's much easier for people to go back and forth. They even have apps to transfer your stuff. So I actually, I had worse trouble with my iPhone SE. My contacts were totally screwed up. They were on Google perfectly. They came over and I'm like, guys, I need all your information. So, Mm -hmm. but I'm kind of screwed now because I have an iPad that I got like a year and a half ago. I've got an iPhone. I'm out of um, xCloud, where before I had my Samsung, I could do it, and it was perfectly fine. I've got an old Android tablet that's really old. I don't know if that'll work, but I've heard you can potentially get an Android Fire tablet and sideload xCloud. Yeah, and that's what I was like, reading up about. Those things are like that's 80 or 100 up. bucks. Yep. So, yeah. I, 110 I, I, Canadian, I believe. Like I said, it, I did start looking things up. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I don't know where this is going to go, but it's a big... Uh, frustrating thing as a consumer. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this is, we've talked about the, you know, Spider-Man not being available, but this is a whole platform not being Crazy. available. That's a bigger difference. So, and I have seen people like Joseph Moran say, I'm, my next phone will be a Samsung because this yeah. is anti-gamer. Not, yep. yeah. So that, that hurts people along the way, especially this is going to be the platform. I'm just curious where Microsoft goes next. They're going to say, you know what? We're going to create a dongle you can put on your TV. <laughs> We're bringing back the Microsoft Windows phone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's it, right? Like Microsoft said they're determined to find a way to allow iOS consumers to do this. Is that is it going to be a browser-based thing? Or, yeah. you know, will they be willing to add a sign-up for Game Pass thing on iOS, but uh, maybe jack the subscription price up a little? 
So Apple can take their cut. And look, if you want to sign up on iOS, you maybe you don't get the first year for a dollar or whatever the hell promotion they're doing at the time. You're paying full price right from the get, but you can sign up through iOS. Um, Anyone smart will still sign up through their Xbox or through Mm xbox.com or whatever. But, you know, that's an option and Apple can take their cut if they want to. Um, I don't know, man, but it's uh, I I personally really hope that Apple backs down on this. And uh, or I mean, the good thing about them currently being in an antitrust lawsuit is hopefully they lose. Honestly, Uh, hopefully like they do get dinged with like, no, you guys are actually and it doesn't look good for if you're paying attention to what's come out like them saying uh, there, there was one that they said uh, they saw an ad for, I believe it was Amazon Kindle books, like the app there. And it showed someone reading something on an iPad and then switching to another device and all their books were still there. And the email like specifically said like, no, they make it look like you can switch from an iPhone or an, an iPad to a, a Android device very easily and we don't want that so it's time for them to pay up <laughs> wow. or get off our platform or something like to that extent wow. like it was really yeah. really bad um yep. so like it looks like they're gonna lose <laughs> this and and i really hope they get hit with some government sanctions being like no 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 open up your damn platform like stop being assholes um because that's essentially what they're doing right now is like again why can netflix stream but I can't stream a game. Why yeah, can they're not I stream? Reviewing, they're not reviewing every Netflix film. Right. <laughs> There's not a chance. And no, like, why no. can I stream Game of Thrones, but I can't stream Gears of War? Yeah, absolutely. What? And for anyone saying I control Gears of War, but I do not control the outcome of Game of Thrones, you're right on that one. But you do control the out- outcome of some of the interactive stuff on Netflix. Bandersnatch. There we go. Yeah, that's the so one. maybe. And there's there's more. Uh, they they announced uh, what we were talking about before. Uh, Dragon's Lair. Yes, is another interactive one, and I'm sure they're going to keep doing that. So yeah, there we go. Even streaming uh, video services have some level of interactivity. Are Apple, you know, is Apple vetting every single one of those outcomes? Poss- I doubt it. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. But um, yeah, I. It's it's still incredibly frustrating, and uh, like I said, we have a rating system. We have the ESRB. Can can Apple not say like, "Hey, is this game good?" Okay, cool. Yep, Game Pass is still allowed. Uh, yeah, like it just I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's super weird. Yeah, and and Tim Cook and many other tech execs were in front of Congress just last week. So <laughs> everybody is on the uh, the the hot seat right now for being monopolies, uh, mm-hmm. anti-consumer practices, all of these things, and we just don't want it to go to gaming. So uh, it's kind of a weird world right now, but we want people to be able to play what they like where they want. So yeah. if you're Nintendo, you just keep putting your own device and you don't have your games anywhere else. That's the <laughs> That's they've it. got they figured this out. Can you imagine if Game Pass came to the Switch before iOS? Oh, my God. That'd be wild. Uh, We'd see Kirby die. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Well, we went a little bit long on this one. We didn't yep. even have a topic, so you know what? No, I know. Yeah, we had we, – we, there's so much news we had to push our topic back, so we'll discuss that uh, another time. But we want to hear from you guys. 
if you're listening and you're as frustrated about xCloud or uh, Spider-Man or excited about Fortnite comics or whatever it is, let us know how you're feeling about what's going on uh, at either the official co-op mode Twitter account at co underscore op mode underscore pod. The easiest one to remember in the world <laughs> or at T Oxtra or at the underscore Canardian. Uh, let us know any one of those or our Facebook group, Facebook page, uh, wherever you want. Or you can even leave a voice mail uh, message for us at 872-225-2493. Three minutes or less. Um, but let us know how you're feeling. We'll, uh, we could even play it on the show. So, um, yeah, we're still giving away – what are we giving away? Round guard? No, I think is that people gone? are voice shy. Is that gone? Maybe? Yes. What? I think so. Or people like if you're anything like me, I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm driving. And uh, when I'm driving, I don't often like I'll hear something like, you know, oh, tweet at us or do this or do that. Um, and I'll be like, well, that'd be great if I could like stop and do that. But I, I don't want to listen to go tweet at something or or dial a phone because I want to pay attention to the road. Um, so if that's you, if you're listening right now and you're driving Sean Capri and your Xbox drive. John uh, Nias, if you're with the sun and using voice <laughs> earmuffs. Here we go. If you're if you're driving right now, um, make a little mental note to give us a call later. 872-225-2496. We want to hear your lovely voices. Join us again in two weeks. We'll be back at it. And as always, Mark, thank you for joining. Thank you. And folks, remember, it's always better to game together.
it sounds impossible to use the nest and which climb a wall.